Thank you for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast. I'm your host, Lily Moayeri. I've been a music journalist since 1992, and I interview a lot of music-related people. This podcast is about my experience behind the story, my experience doing the interviews, just to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Pictures of Lily. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast. It's our 30th episode, which is a milestone, especially as we launched just about a year ago. Thank you all for your support throughout last year, and hello to everyone who accidentally comes across an episode and ends up listening to a few more. You can find us on every platform by going to picturesoflily.com, where you can subscribe or follow us and also connect to us on SoundCloud, YouTube, Pandora, and Amazon, although it's really best to listen to the podcast straight from the source at picturesoflily.com. In this episode, I'm going to talk about my various experiences with Johnny Marr over the last 20 years. Here are a few snapshots of my Johnny Marr experiences. Like everyone, I am a fan of the Smiths, even though I got into them a little later than most people. I feel like people discover them during sophomore year in high school. I was a sophomore in college. By that time, Johnny had already formed Electronic with Bernard Sumner from New Order. My first interview with Johnny was for Electronic's third album, Twisted Tenderness, for a radio magazine called Virtually Alternative. This was over the phone, and the entire experience was unexpected. First of all, we couldn't stop laughing, and he kept asking me, Hey, Lily, is this an interview or what? I mean, in a Manchester accent. Secondly, he'd already started his band, The Healers, and I knew a couple of the guys in the band from their previous groups. Thirdly, I knew his manager, Joe Moss, who was the first manager of the Smiths very well, so there were a few connections. The next time I interviewed Johnny was for the only Healers album, Boom Slang. My friend Wendy was doing his press and she told me that when she was with him on the East Coast, she mentioned that I would be doing an interview and that he said, oh yeah, I know Lily. When he got to Los Angeles and we got to talking, I asked him how he remembered me considering we had only done a phone interview four years prior and he said it was because we had a lot of mutual friends. I interviewed him at the Late Late Show with Craig Kilborn when there was a bunch of downtime during the day. That was for both Venice Magazine and Mean Magazine. We were in the green room, just us, and the TV in there was playing a non-stop reel of music performances from the show. At one point, Morrissey came on, and I didn't even notice, but as soon as the first note played, Johnny's head snapped around, and then he immediately caught himself and turned around and said, That was weird. So Here are a few things that I feel are exclusive to Johnny. Everyone displays the best version of themselves around him. 
This is not an inauthentic version, but genuinely the best version that you wish you could be all the time. Because of this, Johnny has a lot better impression of people he comes across than they normally would make on the average person. But also because of this, I'm not sure he has a realistic picture of people or situations. His version is better. I'll ask him something and he'll answer in his typical 20 minutes to half an hour response time, during which he remembers exactly what your question was, but he has to go a particularly long way to answer it. He's told me, I talk in a way where I'm misunderstood, but I know you get it. After he's done, I'll say, well, I've always thought, and I'll say my opinion on the same matter, which is very different to what he thought. And he listens, and after I'm done, he'll say, I never thought about it that way. I always thought he was being polite, but Wendy told me that Johnny told her that I made him think about things differently. This is one of his excellent qualities. As much as he has his own thought-out opinions, he has so much room for alternate ideas. I went with him to a record store signing and Alonza and Zach, the other guys in The Healers, were doing calculations and I asked them what they were doing. They said that Johnny spent three to four minutes speaking to every single person who waited in line to get his autograph, so they were figuring out how long they would be in the store. That already made me like him more. But then I noticed that for the four hours that we were in the store, Johnny never sat down once. I've been to record store signings with other artists, they're exhausting and the artist is seated the entire time, both for practical reasons and for physically taxing reasons. Johnny didn't tell me this, but the conclusion I drew was that he figured if his fans could stand for four hours to get his autograph, then he could stand too. And I watched him have a conversation with every single person in that endless line. I brought it up to him years later, and he said he figured if a person had listened to his music, then they must have something in common with him which is something that only Johnny would say. In 2003, he played Coachella and his family was with him. He was with them in his trailer and he came out to do some press. 15 minutes later, his wife Angie, whom he's been with since he was about 14, came out with their kids and Johnny got this super happy and excited look on his face, like he was being reunited with her after being separated for a month or something. I remember thinking, I hope at some point in my life there will be someone who is that overjoyed to see me after not seeing me for 15 minutes. Speaking of which, the last time I spoke to Johnny, which was for Mix Magazine, I told him about Lawrence and how he was all of the things I've ever wanted since I was 17. And Johnny expressed such genuine happiness, it kind of put an additional stamp of approval on our whole relationship. I told him how I felt that when we got married, my father stepped out of his life in order to let us have ours. Johnny told me that when he first met Joe, our friend who became his manager... Joe had a place at Crazy Face, which is where Johnny has his studio now. He said that Joe had a massive bunch of keys and that Johnny, being the super young teenager that he was, thought it was a sign of being an established together person, an important person who had things going on. Right around when Joe died, which he did from cancer a few years back, a spot opened up at Crazy Face and Johnny was handed a massive bunch of keys. 
He said he was telling me this because he related it to what I was saying about my father and that he didn't think it was fanciful, that was his word, but that he believed that these close people in our lives are actively pushing us along when they go. And he said he was looking forward to meeting Lawrence because he had a lot to live up to. Something I really liked that Johnny told me the third time I interviewed him, which was for Under the Radar magazine, is one of the great things about songs and rock music is its poetry without having that big, pompous weight of history. Rock lyrics are poetry that moves at the speed of light. And that's my snapshot of a few indelible experiences with Johnny Marr. You can read most of the articles I've written about Johnny on picturesoflily.com, including a piece I wrote for Dynamic, the Johnny Marr fanzine put together by the lovely and dedicated people behind Johnny Marvelous. Speaking of books, Johnny's autobiography is worth the read if you're a massive fan. He brought up different parts of the book to me numerous times the last time we spoke. After reading it, I still don't know why the Smiths broke up. And I have to say I prefer Bernard Sumner's take on Johnny in his book, Chapter and Verse, much better. In the next episode, I will be talking about my experiences interviewing Martin Gore of Depeche Mode, whom I spoke to most recently for Flood magazine. Sometimes I feel like a marvelous child. From myself and my co-producer, director, editor, Lawrence Schroeder, thanks for listening. And if you have a chance to subscribe or follow the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, please do so and please rate and review. You can connect to us on picturesoflily.com and from there you can choose your preferred podcast platform or SoundCloud or YouTube or Pandora or Amazon. You can also find the playlist for the podcast episodes on Spotify and YouTube. Thanks for listening. Pictures of Lily.